0: All right, the Brewers can clinch tonight, clinch the division tonight. They're already in the playoffs, and the magic number to clinch the division is one. And the Cardinals are in town tonight. You know who's going to be at the ballpark, our friend Tim Dillard, and he is with us live in the studio. Tim Dillard! Welcome to Radio City. We're so glad to have you here at our downtown studios. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hit the on button, so He's I think I'm good, right? He's on our show, but I kind of think we're on his show, too. I, yeah, we're living in your world. <laughs> I, want, I was so excited to see that beard in person. It's real. That is remarkable. You can touch it. It's not a big deal. That is that. Right, how long would it take you if you shaved everything off and started over, Greg? How does it feel?
1: Is it you're, is it soft? You're the first person that really took me up on that. Do you? Uh,
2: That's a lot of touching. YouTube channel. That's a uh, lot of no, touching. Yeah. Is oil in there or like? A
1: Absolutely oil, not. Okay. All natural. You do All you right. do nothing. Do nothing. If you shaved that thing off today, how long would it take to grow that current beard back? By game time. Great question. Not game time. Uh, probably five to six months. Are yeah. you serious? Oh, I get after it. That is, I, a serious I sit around here and meditate and try to will the hair to grow. Do, do beards really have more bacteria than a toilet seat, or is that a myth? You know what? My actually, my my father in law sent me that article a couple of years ago. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I have no idea. Let's hope it doesn't. Okay, what, what does your wife think of the beard? Uh, she hates it. Well, she actually likes the scruff. Um, where it's not as long. I mean, we're talking, mean, how long is that? I don't that's know.
0: like three uh, that's, inches. Three, yeah. four inches, maybe. Yeah.
1: So she likes it like really close to the face. But the problem is my chin's like right underneath my lip. So mm. I gotta make sure this thing just keeps going. Oh, yes,
0: yeah. so that's like five inches then.
1: Yeah. That's serious beard. It elongates my round, giant head. Is she used to it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. Uh, I feel bad for her. I'm probably gonna shave a good bit of it off uh, this off season for sure.
0: I mean, it's long enough. You could give that thing to locks for love. People could use that as as hair.
1: They would accept it and they would burn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna ask if you had like playoff beard going or something all, like that. But really it's,
2: you've had playoff beard for like two seasons. Yeah. No, like seven. Okay. <laughs> when
0: was the last time you were clean shaven?
1: Clean shaven. Uh ooh. Good good question. I think Hiram Burgos, who's now a coach with the Brewers and the organization, he we were in Iowa to end the season in September. This was either two thousand 16 i think 15 16 something like that uh and we shot a video he he gave me the amish beard and bowl cut uh, kind (laughs) of combination of like dumb and dumber shot a video it was great and he refused to fix it so i had to go out for like batting practice wearing you know the amish beard like i mean it was really long and then the bowl cut uh but he ended up cleaning me up so yeah probably clean shaven maybe seven years that's that's tough
2: that's a lot of work
1: yeah that's impressive work. Think about what I've saved as far as money when it comes to razors that's a, that's no a big
0: deal yeah. I'm always <laughs> still surprised that the Yankees allow I mean their team's clean shaven right they They don't allow the beards. they don't allow the facial hair they they don't like tattoos. I'm surprised there's a team in the league because all you guys now have all these such long beards yeah,
1: I don't know. I think we all had a moment there where Casey McGee back in the day when oh, he sure. signed with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was like, whoa, we knew what was coming. And then <laughs> he shaved his beard, and I think he still regrets that a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you're not following Tim on any social media platform, you are missing out. Your videos still crack me up every time. My, my goal is to be in a video somehow, some way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if – maybe I'll just sort of – enter my way into something that's being filmed uh, possibly Uh, you've got your own logos like you've become like this fun marketing machine over the last few years too while parlaying a wonderful career in broadcasting I mean wonderful career
1: (laughs) I mean I consider it that I don't know if anybody else would Uh, yeah I don't know when I was playing I think the biggest fear as a player especially a player in the minor leagues is what are you going to do after you're done playing and that's a that's a big fear. I think everybody kind of has that fear to some degree whether it's coming out of high school, coming out of college. Um but I played so long and it's like, you know, I'm 30, you know, whatever years old, I'm like, well what am I going to do next? And so my wife, who was a marketing major, graduated in marketing. She was like, you need to start preparing for the next step. And this was 2013. <laughs> and I played 7 more years. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we didn't know that. So we started laying the groundwork for um, you know, what, what could I do? What's the next step? And so I, I created a logo and like, it took me like five minutes and I sent it to some friends and they were like, you know, change this, change that. And boom, I had a logo. And then I realized it's easy to put a logo on pretty much anything. So now I have like sunglasses and a pen and, you know, beanies. <laughs> I got a beanie in my pocket. Here. Oh, you do? Always. always. Got oh, logo. Look at that. Yeah, look at yeah. that. We that's don't know cool. where the hair's going to go that day. So the beard, the orange sunglasses, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure where the orange came from. That was just, uh I picked up a cheap pair of sunglasses on vacation once, and then people started recognizing me for them. So luckily I like the the color orange. because.
0: Do you have <laughs> cases of those sunglasses?
1: I do. I have a case. I didn't bring any. I should have. I feel bad now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Next time. Next time. Hey,
2: next time. I have always wanted to know how something works, right? Because uh, you, you pitched in the minor league level, you get brought up, you played at the major league level with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh There was a little bit, I'm sure you went a little back and forth at times. How does it work? When you get the call to come up to the show, is there like a prorated big league salary that just sort of kicks in, and then if you go back to the minor leagues, then it just sort of stops, and you go back to whatever was happening at the minor league level? Like, how does all that work?
1: Yes, that's exactly what happens. You have a contract in the minor leagues. You get called up. Suddenly you have whatever your big league contract is prorated for that so if you only get called up the last month of the season you only get paid for the last month of the season but if you get called back down which i've gotten that call a lot <laughs> that that right there is uh you go back to your minor league salary um that's just kind of the way it's drawn up something some benefits you do get like uh, health insurance your health insurance kicks over till i think it, it's up in like april um that's a big deal i never thought much of it start having kids it's kind of a big deal <laughs> Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, but uh, that's that's kind of how it works. And it's even better now than it was probably when, 10 years ago when I was going through this or 15 years ago again when I was going through this. Uh, it is better now, and it's easier. Because you would come up, and you'd be like, I have no idea what to do. You feel like, you know, Ricky Bobby, my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands, you know. <laughs> and you kind of just play the part, and you gather information. But uh, now it's kind of like you get called up, there's a process, and and, and they walk everybody through it.
0: Tim Dillard is with us in the studio. Tim, we're going to take a quick break for traffic and weather. You've got something really cool that's going on tomorrow. Uh, we're going to tell you what that is.
1: <laughs> right? I'd love to hear it. We assume <laughs> Tim knows
0: what it is. I don't know. Maybe we'll surprise you. That's after the break. Stick around. It's 444 on WTMJ. Brew October is presented by Network Health, Delta Dental, Annex Wealth Management, and Trust, Wisconsin's bank. Wisconsin's Afternoon News, joined live in the studio by Tim Dillard. You hear him, Bally Sports, pre- and post-game. Sometimes he actually is in the booth during the game. Tim, how are you? Thanks for sticking around. I'm good. I'm looking at Steven Watson, who's palms <laughs> up in me through the window there. Hey, I, man. You,
2: you have a logo for him, too,
1: don't you? I do. Don't you have a logo I, don't, for Watson? I don't see
0: him using it a lot, but mm. that's okay. It's a work in progress. You're very creative. The, the digital stuff, is it more work for you or more fun for you?
1: Oh, super fun. Super fun. I love designing T-shirts and magnets or whatever I can. Stickers. Yeah. Uh, copyright infringement. Yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. You're good at that. He already developed something for you and me, John. It's
0: right during that commercial break. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's oh, pretty I, impressive. Yeah. You're welcome. Hey, before we run out of time, i, I got to ask you about what's going on tomorrow at Dugout 54. Tomorrow afternoon, this is really cool as the Brewers push to begin the postseason. What's going on out there?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. As far as I know, <laughs> I'm going to show up, and we're going to figure it out from there. And I'm going to ride the the shuttle to the field, so that'll be fun if everybody wants to be trapped on a bus with me. Oh, that's fun. Uh, is it? <laughs> Jerry's
0: still out. <laughs> driving the bus? You should be driving, driving the bus. bus. Yeah, like Kramer. Uh, exactly. Now no, I'm driving the it bus. It won't work. Are now you going to pregame with fans? Or are you going to hang out?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm off-duty, so that's probably a dangerous thing. I, uh, I I didn't know what to do, so I'm just going to kind of be at the field. I'll be there today as soon as I leave here. I'm going to drive there after I get some food from right over here. Um, and, yeah, I'll just be around. You know, can't get rid of me. <laughs> that's so fun.
2: Well, that you know, you bring up an interesting point because it, the Brewers are going to be playing in the Wild Card Series, uh, and Bally's doesn't really have anything to do with it from the TV side because TBS takes control. can, of course, listen to the games right here. So you get to kind of hang out a little bit at the park. Like, there's really not as much work to do as there is during the regular season. That sounds perfect.
1: It, yeah, it's actually fun. It's a good I actually, gig. I actually watch the game, you know, and I go crack a couple of uh, dad waters and uh, and watch the game and maybe grab some <laughs> loaded tater tots and, yeah, the whole jam. I don't, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> That's a great term. I, uh... Yeah, that's just—I don't know. You don't—you kind of take it for granted because it's kind of businessy. It's like, okay, I got to go make sure I'm good at my job, and I do. I try really hard. It may not show, but I try. And uh, yeah, on days when you don't have to do anything, it's just run amok. I mean, American Family feels a great park and it has so many cool little aspects to it and I love walking around and people recognize me and I'm thinking oh you want a photo and they're like yeah well you take a photo of us and I end up taking a picture of, of just them right front. Just you're not there. even yeah. in it yeah well I do is I spin the camera around and I take pictures of myself too
2: yeah I do
0: that I yeah. like that that's
1: hilarious there's a name for that I hadn't figured it out yet but Okay.
0: Yeah. how fun is this team to be around this team seems to enjoy each other there's young guys there's a couple veterans how fun is the team to be around it is cool we just got back
1: from a six day road seven day road trip and it was great like being on the plane seeing guys interact and you know I'm, I'm around the team but i don't like to be in the clubhouse i always felt like that was their space uh so i kind of stay on the outskirts and i'll see them in the dugout but just you know seeing what they talk about and you know when they talk about music or movies or tv and uh see what they're carrying on the plane how they you know take jabs at each other it's really cool and this is the kind of stuff you don't fake and actually it makes me really sad because i'm not a part of the clubhouse anymore and i was part of a clubhouse for so long and it's such a magical place and um what, what Craig Council is able to do is create some some very uh, amazing atmosphere for people to thrive. You know, in a time when I think when I got first called up, it's like, oh, you're a rookie? Well, go sit in the corner and don't say anything. And that's exactly what I did because my dad played and my dad coached, and that was kind of what was normal. Uh, now you're seeing a culture where, oh, you're a rookie? Well, you're playing every day. <laughs> yeah. And this guy is going to contribute. And there's a certain level of, you know, of – it's okay to be you uh, and, and to flourish. And so I don't know. I, that, the, that, that dynamic in the clubhouse is such a special place, but Craig Council has taken it to another level.
2: Yeah, there's something very interesting about what you said because every time a rookie or somebody would get called up, man, it seems like they're in the lineup immediately. Like Craig does not put them on the bench and wait their turn. They're not pinch running in the eighth inning. They get a start, so you, you kind of – for everybody involved, like you, you, you get to know that person, that player pretty quick as a person and a player if all of a sudden they're hitting number six in your starting lineup and you've never met them before.
1: Well, I always bring up the idea of Brad Nelson. Brad Nelson and I came up through the minor leagues, fantastic hitter. He gets called up one year and then he sits at the bench for like, I don't know, has one at bat in like 50 days or 30 days or something like that. And you just, you go from playing every day to not playing at all and it's really tough. Uh, what Craig Council has done, and he recognized how hard that is, if you're going to get called up, you're going to play. And that's the way it should be. If you're red hot in AAA, it's going to translate to the big leagues. And we've seen that over and over again. And to me, it's a little bit, too, when it comes to pitching, a page out of Bobby Cox's book. There's a famous story about Bobby Cox uh, where a young pitcher comes up, he blows the game, he's in the dugout, he's very sad. And Eddie Perez, the one of the catchers at the time, he was my manager in Venezuela. Yeah, I'm all over the place right now. So Eddie Perez comes up. <laughs> And uh, and says, "Hey, man, don't hang your head." He goes, "Because if I know Bobby Cox as well as I think I do, you're going to be in that game tomorrow. Uh, to you know, so you better bounce back." And I think we've seen that from Craig Council. Some of the young pitchers, if they do have a struggle, you know, just for one game or one moment, boom, back out there and putting them in moments where they can succeed. And there's a little bit of risk there, and you may sacrifice a game, but what you get from that is someone like Abner Uribe, who has absolutely taken this game by storm in that bullpen and is super ready, not only for you know September in the big leagues, but postseason in the big leagues. So it's pretty big stuff. Not all managers do it. Craig,
0: Craig Council's uh, one of the best. We're so close to Craig here, and we love his story, and he's a local kid. I think it's easy to take for granted how good a manager he is because we're so close to it and we see it every single day. You've been around a lot of guys that manage big league clubs, Craig Council. Where does he rank? How does how how would you? I don't want you to rate him, but talk about Craig Council and the job that he does.
1: Yeah, he's number one. Exactly. I mean, he (laughs) is.
0: He's good. He's good. I, I
1: think. I don't know what's going to happen next year. I think that's kind of been a big talking point right. on whether you know what he's going to do, and I just think he doesn't want that to be a distraction. And you look at the way he's managed this team this year. I don't think anyone else could have done it. Navigate all the injuries early, put guys in place, uh, and and to have them succeed. And all of that. That's why you have such a long season. It takes five months to make sure you have the perfect team to go into September, and and that's what he has. They've had the best possible outcome, and here they are getting ready for postseason. Uh, but Craig Council just has such a feel. You can't rate feel. You'll hear about the word feel a lot when you're in a clubhouse. And if you know about it, then you get it. If you don't, then you may not have feel. But that's what it is. It's having awareness of what to do, what to say in every situation and kind of know what other people are going through. And Craig Council just kind of, that, that's, that's where he's at. And I've had managers that just, you know, don't have that feel. They don't know what's going on or they don't care. You know, that's about one line. I'm going to make one lineup, and this is it, and there's no other way. Uh, but Craig Council is willing to think outside the bun, and I think that's good.
0: <laughs> Check out Tim Dillard, Dugout 54, tomorrow afternoon. It's right there near American Family Field on Blue Mound Road. Uh, a couple of giveaways, a lot of fun, and then he's going to take the shuttle to the stadium and pregame with fans. That's going to be a riot. Tim, it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for spending some time with us.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. Have me back, even if I don't, you know, am not scheduled. I'm just gonna be walking by this window. Yeah, right yeah. Here. This place Dude, see, is awesome. Get Deal. in front
2: of the cameras. You're you're on the show, right? Yeah, you're, really? You're sort is of that on it? the show. Oh yeah. People are watching you on YouTube right now. Yeah, absolutely. We're up to uh, four point three million viewers of this segment.
0: Spinning like a
1: hamster wheel. <laughs> Tim, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys.